Hey, Affirmations for Black Girls family. Today, we're gonna get real. Being single can suck, but it doesn't have to. For a long time, I relied heavily on romantic relationships as if they were some sort of status symbol. I would feel incomplete without a boyfriend. And in my 26 years of life, I can finally say I am no longer motivated by empty relationships or situations or situationships that no longer serve me or who I'm becoming. I recently realized that I never put time and effort into learning how to have healthy relationships, both platonic and romantic, until now, which is why I can say no a lot easier. I guess I subconsciously thought picture-perfect relationships would just happen. What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I am your host, Tyra the Creative, actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey y'all, so this week's affirmation is, I trust that my faith in God will gift me with all that I need. Let's take a moment to just sit in this. If you're somewhere where you can close your eyes and really drop in, then take a moment to do so. But if you're driving, just listen along intently with us. I trust that my faith in God will gift me with all that I need in life. I trust that my faith in God will gift me with all that I need in life. I trust that my faith in God will gift me with all that I need in life. I trust that my faith in God will gift me with all that I need in life. I trust that my faith in God will gift me with all that I need in life. You guys, I absolutely love this affirmation because God is truly all we need in this life. Trusting and believing that God is with you at all times is all you need to receive the blessings he has for you, especially if you're in a season of singleness like me. Today, we're going to dive into navigating singleness as a 20-something-year-old. I am a newly single girl, and I just got out of a five-year relationship. I am fresh out. That actually kind of sounds like I was in jail, but it really wasn't like jail. But your girl is single, and I'm learning how to navigate these single waters. I was with my last boyfriend for five years, and we moved out to LA together and really started building a life out here. And then a couple of months ago... We broke up for good. Luckily, it was mutual, but now I'm learning how to navigate the single life and truly learn who 26-year-old Tyra is. So in my last relationship, I was scared to death to break up. I mean, we moved across the country together to a new state, started building a life together, and really counted on one another to have each other's back. But what was happening on the inside of me were a lot of different things. I was worried that this relationship wasn't for me, that I was moving too fast and 
Let's not forget the anxiety I had around shacking up with my boyfriend out in Los Angeles, California. Living with my boyfriend at the time was kind of stressful and it went deeper than just our relationship. I had some things that I needed to work out between me and God. I was constantly being hard on myself because I thought all about the sin I was living in. I was worried that this situation was blocking my blessing. And while we're not diving into that in this episode, I do want to say that if you feel the same way as I did, just know that loving God and being a servant of God is not transactional. God loves you no matter where you are in your life or in your walk with him. And that's something that I wish I would have known three years ago when I first moved out here to LA. So my ex and I were living together because LA is expensive and I'm from Louisiana. He's from Jersey and we were living out there in Jersey for a while and rent was not what it is out here in LA. Let me just tell you that. So we were living together because LA was so expensive and we thought it made sense. And I still agree with that. It definitely made sense. Just to put it into perspective for y'all, when I was living in Jersey, my rent was $870 a month for a one bedroom apartment with a nice patio. And I don't really know how much he was paying, but he had roommates in a house and I know he wasn't paying as much as I was paying. So he was paying less than $800 a month. And then when we were looking at apartments out here in LA, <laughs> let's just say that the apartment that we moved into, the rent was like $1,550 a month. So what is that? That's about $775 each for us. But if we were to live in this studio apartment by ourselves here in LA, we will be paying $1,550 a month on our own, which is something that we had never done at the time. So I don't regret that at all. But one of the biggest things I wish I did during our relationship that honestly would have made my life easier now that I'm single is to still build a community around me and have my own friends. Now, I definitely do have friends, but shortly after our breakup, I did feel alone. I felt like I needed to keep all of this to myself because I didn't want to bother anyone with my problems. But after talking to my therapist, I learned that I would need my community. That was a word that was constantly on my spirit, the word community, my support group, my girls to help me in this new season of my life. I would need my friends, my community to help me in navigating singleness. I was excited to be single because I would get to learn more about me. I had never been single for an extended period of time since my first relationship in ninth grade. And I realized, well, I realized a lot of things throughout this process. But the first thing I realized was that I didn't even know what I wanted in a relationship. And more than that, what I had to offer in a relationship. See, we always focus on what we deserve and what's good enough for us, but have you ever thought about what you actually brought to the table? When I came to this realization, at first I will admit I felt embarrassed that this had never crossed my mind, but then I was excited because now is the time to truly figure out what Tyra brings to the table, okay? And I realized that I needed to know what I brought to the table through reading the book Relationship Goals by Pastor Michael Todd. Now, if you haven't heard of Relationship Goals or Pastor Michael Todd, he is the lead pastor at a church in Tulsa, Oklahoma called Transformation Church. And I 
I, I was first introduced to him when I first moved out to LA, actually, when my ex-boyfriend and I were living in an Airbnb. And it just showed up on my Facebook. And ever since then, I had seen him popping up every now and then. And his sermons were always so polarizing to me. And they really convicted me. And they met me where I was in my walk with God. And I think that's the biggest thing about it. You have to find a shepherd that meets you where you are, not someone that you have to jump and try to grasp onto what they're saying. Find a pastor that is going to meet you where you are so you can truly understand where you are in your walk with Christ and learn from there. So that's what Michael Todd did for me. And I always watched his sermons from time to time on YouTube or when I caught a snippet of his sermon off of Facebook. He ended up doing a series called Relationship Goals, which went viral, of course. And then he went on to do relationship goals reloaded. And that's when I truly started watching him consistently. And after relationship goals reloaded came out as a sermon, um, as a series of sermons, he dropped the book relationship goals and I immediately went to buy it. So this book relationship goals truly taught me about godly relationships both platonic and romantic. He talks about both in the book and he has both of the series on his YouTube channel or on the church's YouTube channel, Relationship Goals and Relationship Goals Reloaded. And I learned a lot. So when I got the book, I read the book and I also read the audiobook. And he even has a study guide. And y'all, I did the study group with five phenomenal women. I'm so glad that I made that decision. We read the book over the course of a month and we just learned and grew together. I definitely recommend doing it with the study group because I felt like all of the teachings really stuck with me. I would say I have three biggest takeaways from this book. Number one is I learned what I could have objectively done better in my previous relationship. And not to say that I should have done anything better because I believe everything happens for a reason, amen. But objectively, I got to see what I could have done better, what could have been done in a different way, what I, where I had the opportunity to grow. I also found the right words for some of the things that I wanted in a relationship through reading this book. And I'm so glad that I did because when I was reading, I was just like, that's what I want. Oh, oh my God, I would have never thought of that. That is the wording that I needed for this specific thing that I would like in a relationship. And most importantly, I learned what I should have to give in a relationship. So in chapter nine of the book, Mike talks about commitment and his wife, Natalie, talks about three things that a man needs from their wife, honor and respect, support and sex. Now, I did say wife, y'all, so y'all better not skip over that part. But I realized that in this relationship, I wasn't ready to give the level of honor and respect or support that I would want in return. And I knew that I wasn't giving my all and something was blocking that, which is why I still need to explore. But overall, it was a very, very dope read. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I loved it and I learned so much. And I will put a link to it in the show notes to so make sure you check that out. I also read the book, The Man God Has For You by Stephen Speaks. I think that's his name, but I'll put that information down in the show notes as well. And it just goes through the, the things that the man God has for you will embody. So you know what to look out for and you know that kind of thing. But I took that with a grain of salt because I don't really think there's a one size fits all kind of thing. But I will say in reading that book, he wasn't naming physical things or, you know, certain traits. He was being very 
practical about the things he was saying. For example, he'll say, the man God has for you isn't going to be a project, meaning you're not going to have to constantly pull him up and feel like you're giving too much in that relationship. It's going to be very much so a partnership, things of that nature. And the last tool that I'm using to learn more about singleness and readiness for a romantic relationship is this workbook that I found called Single Is My Superpower by Case Kinney. And I found this on Instagram, a random Instagram ad, but I absolutely love it because it's actually a workbook. It helps me to explore myself and what I have to offer, the way that I think about myself and how that transfers into romantic relationships. So if you are learning about singleness or readiness for a romantic relationship or a godly relationship, then I suggest you check out at least one of these three reads. I have never put this much time and effort into learning how to have healthy relationships, both platonic and romantic until now. And I always thought it would just happen. And based on my current interest in learning more in this area of my life, all of my resources are telling me that it don't work that way, sis. Until now, I never realized that one of my main pain points in my relationship and many other relationships, both platonic and romantic, was that I didn't have personal boundaries and I disrespected my own personal space. I was talking to a friend about this a couple of weeks ago and I realized that personal space and personal boundaries weren't something that I respected or something that I was taught to respect or something that I put a lot of thought into. And episode three of this season is all about personal space. So if you feel convicted about your personal space and setting healthy personal boundaries, please go give that episode a listen. And I'll also link it down in the show notes for you. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, being single can suck. (laughs) But only if you look at it through the lens of lack, which, okay, your girl was doing for basically her whole life. I always thought singleness meant that I was lacking a relationship. But in reality, this is the time that is abundantly and selfishly mine. And I say that with a smile because I get to see who Tyra is. I get to learn what Tyra loves and hates. I get to explore parts of myself that may become overshadowed by a serious relationship, marriage, or kids. This time of singleness is for you to, number one, grow closer to God and find out who you are in Christ. Amen. And also to find who you are as a singular person. When I had this revelation, my mind was absolutely blown and I was filled with excitement. When I was in my last relationship, I realized just how much I meshed my world with his. Definitely not his fault. It was 100% me. And y'all, I did this subconsciously, which in hindsight is kind of scary to me. And I say this because I'm only 26 years old. I was like 22 when I met this guy and for me to basically put my self-exploration on hold because I was preoccupied with a relationship is crazy to me. Now, don't get me wrong. You should definitely mesh parts of your world with your partner. And I believe that there are different levels of acceptable meshing. Is that a thing? Look, it is today. There are different levels of acceptable meshing that is done at each stage of the relationship, in my opinion. But I think a very key element that I was lacking was a solid grasp of who Tyra was and what my inner voice sounded like as a person in a relationship. Let me say that one more time. 
I think the key element that I was lacking was a solid grasp of who Tyra was, who I was, and what my inner voice sounded like as a person in a relationship versus as a single person. Because sometimes our inner voice can sound a lot like our partners. We can start to think about things through their lenses. And we really have to know who we are as a person in a relationship so we can stand confidently as a whole person in this relationship, not a half person. So now it's time for me to define who I am. As a 26-year-old single black woman living in Los Angeles, California, pursuing an acting career. And I would be lying to y'all if I didn't say that I was nervous because (laughs) your girl is nervous. But I keep telling myself, Tyra, you are not lacking anything. And I also repeat this week's affirmation to myself as well. I trust that my faith in God will gift me with all that I need in life. Because singleness is not a waiting period, y'all. It's not a period of lacking and it should be enjoyed. And I am going to give you four tips for your period of singleness because this period of your life is way more beneficial than some people make it out to be. First and foremost, what all of the rest of the tips I'm going to give you rest on is my number one rule. Choose joy. We can all mope around and focus on what we don't have during this period in our life. And yes, singleness can suck, like I've been saying, and it can be discouraging at times. And all of that needs to be acknowledged and validated. But once it is, try to choose joy. This is something you have to decide to do. It may not just happen for you. Now, here are some ways that you can choose joy. Number two, build or deepen your relationship with God. I have never been as close to God as I am now. And y'all, I have a ways to go. But I say this because now I feel less awkward and weird about talking to God about my relationship status and my wants in the romantic area of my life. I think reading relationship goals and watching those sermons really helped me cultivate my relationship with God. And that's just a fraction of how close I can be to God. I use my curiosity in learning more about having godly relationships as a stepping stone to cultivate a vulnerable and empowering relationship with Christ. Because a thriving relationship with Christ will help you prepare for marriage. Amen? Because it teaches you that a relationship shouldn't be performance-based, but built on commitment and sacrifice. And let me tell you, to live a Christ-focused life, you have to commit to and sacrifice a lot of worldly things. But it's worth it. Hard sometimes, but it's worth it. And sidebar, I'm thinking about buying the Bible study workbooks. I saw an ad on Instagram and they totally hooked me. I will link it in the show notes, but if you haven't heard of it, it's two workbooks that go through the Old Testament and the New Testament of the Bible. And you do this in a year. And I'm really excited to get started with that. And if you guys are hoping to deepen your relationship with God through reading the word, then I hope you join in on this journey with me. Tip number three seems simple, but live. So I'm an actress and I was cast in this commercial once where I met this girl from Australia. She was living out here in LA and she started to tell me about all of her travels. And she also mentioned that she had a boyfriend living in the Bay Area, which is Northern California. And in the midst of her telling me about all of the countries she's been to, she mentioned that she was planning a trip to Europe. And I asked if she was going to invite her boyfriend because that would be a dope trip for them to go on together. And she took a beat and she said, no. We aren't married. (laughs) 
Okay, I know my Australian accent was bad. Let me just let me just talk regular. I, I had to give it a try. But she said, no, we aren't married. And she went on to say that she wanted to have beautiful memories of these places by herself and not just with a boyfriend. Because if they ever broke up, her memories would essentially be tainted with the remembrance of him. The memories wouldn't solely be for her. And I'd never thought of it that way. I was always waiting for a man to travel for various reasons. Instagram pictures, somebody to carry all my stuff, safety. But girl, travel, live, experience life. Do what you want to do. Don't wait on no man. If you want to go to Santorini, Greece, girl, go. And when you get married, you can go back and tell your husband about all of the fun escapades you had during your single years of traveling to Santorini, okay? But also, it doesn't have to be just travel. Go experience that five-star hotel. Eat at that bougie restaurant with three Michelin stars. Live your best life. And tip number four, desire marriage, but do not worship it. So y'all, ooh, I love this one, but I got it from a blog that I will link down in the show notes, but I love the way that she put it. In order to be happy and single, you need to set your mind on things above, like scripture says, Colossians 3 and 2. You need to diligently work on God's kingdom here and now, because even in your season of singleness, he has a divine purpose for you. Marriage is not the end all be all of what life is. So don't worship the idea of marriage that you set your expectations so high that when you do get into a relationship, it won't live up to those unrealistic expectations that you set. And I know we we watch all of these fairy tale movies. We we watch all of these Disney princesses and how they always get the man. And of course, they have new princesses out like Moana and what's the other girl from Brave? Um, what's her name? Merida. Her name is Merida. They don't have a man. And I'm glad that Disney is starting to put princesses out there like that because let me tell you, I have always thought about having the fairy tale ending. Granted. I think I will have the fairy tale ending. It just won't be the way that Disney sets it up to be. And something that I also learned that I want to touch on really quickly in reading relationship goals is that marriage takes work. There's going to be times where you want to straight up fist fight your husband or your wife. Like you really want to like duke it out. But the beautiful thing about marriage is that you guys made a pact. You made a promise to come together and do this thing called life together. So don't worship marriage because it's not always glitz and glam. It's not always happy times. There are definitely hard times. And Michael and Natalie both touch on that in the book. And I really suggest that you guys read it. But I actually had way more to talk about in this episode, but it looks like we're going to have to pick it up again next week because we are <laughs> pretty close to time. We could talk about navigating singleness all day because it's just so many different avenues and things that people, you know, go through, but we will definitely pick it up again next week. So make sure you guys tune in next week as well. But now you know what time it is. It is time for a very fun closing segment. So today's closing segment is called Solo Dolo. In this segment, y'all, I'm just going to let y'all in on a little something going on in my dating life as a single lady. So it's just a time for me to spill a little bit of tea and keep y'all up to date on what's going on. I am Zazu and I'm giving y'all the morning report. So honestly, I don't really think that this is really tea at all, but here goes. 
Um, when was it? Last week or a week before? I went to I went to a cast party. I went to the Space Jam cast premiere party for the space for the new Space Jam movie. And I had a great time. It was at this place called Triller House on Sunset Boulevard. It was my first time being there and I was really having a good time. Your girl looked cute as always. You already know I had my hair perm rotted. I had on a full face makeup because Getty Images was there and I had to get some photos on the red carpet. Long story short, this guy walks up to me and he just ends up talking to me all night. Granted, I don't think this guy's cute. I'm so sorry, but he was really cool and I really liked, like he had good conversation. So I was like, okay, whatever. Let's just talk. So through talking to him and all that kind of stuff, I ended up giving this guy my number. Y'all, that's my number one problem. I'm always about to give a dude my number because I know that once I give him my number, they're going to walk away and then, you know, I could just block them later or just not respond. But this guy literally texted me every day. I ended up getting sick last week. I had the flu. It wasn't COVID. Got a test. It came back negative. But I had the flu and he checked on me every day and I just didn't want to talk to him because I don't think he's cute. Like, you know what I mean? Like we could probably be friends, but I don't need no more friends. So I would just ignore him. And he even said like, hey, if you don't want to get to know each other, let me know. And I'm like, I never said I don't want to get to know you. Y'all was playing games, playing games. Um, I just always find it a little embarrassing or like weird to say, Hey, I don't want to talk to you. Like I always feel like I kind of have to talk to somebody because they like me and I'm trying to retrain my brain. So your girl don't feel like that no more, but that happened. And literally two days ago, or was it yesterday? Probably yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Yesterday I had this revelation. I was like, Tyra, remember what Michael Ty said in relationship goals? He said to always end relationships quickly, cleanly, and kindly. And I was like, dang, I can't just let this boy just be sitting in the the abyss just waiting for me to like text him back. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to send him a message. So I'm going to read y'all the exact message that I sent him. So I'm not going to say his name, but I was like, hey, boy, I feel so much better today. Thanks for asking. But also, I'm not interested in pursuing anything with you. And I don't want you to waste any more of your time. You're a super nice person and really cool. But my focus is on my career and my personal life right now. I wish you the best. And then I put the little, you know, star emoji, that twinkly emoji. And then he just liked the message. And I haven't heard from him since. And that was on Sunday. So... I was happy that I was able to do that and I was happy that he just like liked the message, but uh, your girl is still solo dolo and that's an update in my relationship life. So that's all that I have for you guys today. Join us again next week for the next episode of Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, season one, Finding Me. Make sure you subscribe, rate the pod, review it, and follow us on IG. And I thank you guys so much for listening and I will... Talk to you guys next week. Okay, y'all, we know making big purchases can be scary, but part of self-lovery is allowing yourself to buy the things you need and 
want. Affirm makes this possible. Affirm lets you buy now and pay later with no late fees or surprises. They give you a virtual card to use in store and you can shop your favorite stores right from the website. You can even open a savings account, which I honestly just did. And it is a high yield savings account. So I highly recommend it. I want to help you take away that fear of big purchases. So I'm giving you $30 towards your first purchase using Affirm. Use my code, which I have linked down in the show notes of this episode. And you have until September 5th, 2022 to use that code. Affirm, pay at your own pace.